now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Final hour of the night, live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Nicky Football. Together, we're live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. You want to get in touch with us, you can. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. A uh, quick house cleaning note here. Thanks to Rob Wyatt, who tweeted me during the break uh, at ESPN 580. Because uh, I mentioned, you know, a big home run matchup would be Giancarlo Stanton against J.D. Drew. J.D. Drew has been retired for years. Uh, that's my fault. J.D. <laughs> Martinez is who I mean. Yeah. The American League home run leader, J.D. Martinez, who has hit 28 home runs this year. It's starting to sound like me. My bad, Rob. Uh, my bad. Uh, we I, like that everybody's paying attention. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for calling me on that. That's my bad. Uh, J.D. Drew, J.D. Martinez. Uh, whoops. 844-225-5580, the number. Uh, if you want to catch us and any other mistakes, there will be plenty. Uh, you can also text us at 212 212- Three, two. Uh, joining us here to start off our number two of the show, our final hour of the night, is our buddy Kyle Israel. He joins us every single week during football season, catches up with us during the offseason as we get ready. What are we, 46, 45 days away, Jerry, from college football season? Uh, yeah, we are, let's see, 54 days now. From college football? Yeah. Is it that many? Okay, I thought it was, few, I thought it was fewer than are that. Are we talking regular or are we talking? I'm talking about college football. Yeah. There's yeah. only regular. There's yeah, no yeah, preseason. You're right, you're, right, you're right. There is no, yeah. Okay. I might be thinking of the NFL numbers for All right. Season. Kyle, what's up, man? Sorry. It's in my head. How you guys doing? <laughs> We're good. How you doing, man? Oh, there we go. This hour is off to a great start. We just <laughs> lost Kyle Israel. We'll get Kyle back here uh, in in just in just a minute. Um, uh, another house cleaning item. Yeah. Um, changing names. That was our question of the night. 68 schools have changed their names from... Uh, Native American-based names to non-Native-based uh, names. Uh, five schools have been given exemptions, and two schools with no modern representatives of their tribe have been uh, allowed to keep their Native American names. So you've got seven that apparently in perpetuity will keep them. Of course, you know one of them. Yeah, the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, that was our Dubstrad teed up question tonight. Uh, which sports teams need to change their name? Uh, just like Papa John's will be changing its name after this John Schnatter stuff that has been going on there. <laughs> uh, Louisville, by the way, today saying no moss. They have stripped the yeah. uh, Papa John's name from the stadium. Have to give the money back? Uh, that's, the, that's the interesting thing about this is that the deal, the naming rights deal is not with Papa John's. The naming rights deal through 20 40 so another 12 years is with papa john schnatner himself oh so, snap exactly so here's the what, what I, I i just i want to do this real quick all right and then we'll get back to kyle israel here he's going to join us we'll get him back um i understand the whole boycott papa john's thing that's what's going on what john schnatner said was terrible he should not have said it uh i i am not giving him a break whatsoever what i do want people to realize though and please just just try to follow on the logic here on this, okay? Is that you do realize from all of this, if you when when you boycott something like this, normally a guy like John Stantner doesn't lose. No, okay? He doesn't care. No. He stepped down yesterday. A lot of people will lose jobs. Exactly. He stepped down yesterday and made fifty one million dollars. Why? Because the stock price went up once he stepped down. Louisville <laughs> took the naming rights off the stadium. Guess what? They're going to have to buy the naming rights back. He's probably going to make a cool $75, $80 million from this. Now, that his reputation worth way more than that. Yeah. He's going to lose here eventually. But when we talk about boycotting Papa John's, 
when we talk about all these Major League Baseball and, and NBA franchises pulling their, their deals with Papa John's, the real losers here are, and by the way, might be the right thing, might be the wrong thing, all however you feel it. All these franchise owners. All of, right, the local guys. Probably the, put their entire savings in The franchise this. owners, the pizza delivery guys, yeah. those people. They're the ones that are really losing when you're doing that. So please understand that because running a restaurant, running yeah. a business like that, you live in it. Yeah. And you and 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 John Schnatter, who is worth millions upon millions upon millions of dollars by boycotting, you can't hurt him. Yeah. What you're doing is you're hurting your local guy. That's what you're doing. I just wanted to at least I wanted people to understand that. Uh we do have Kyle Israel back now. He joins us. What's up, Kyle? How you doing, man? Doing good, guys. How are you doing? We're doing awesome. We're glad to have you on with us. It's almost football season. Um, we do have a question tonight. I kind of want to tease you if you want to take a crack at that. Uh, name of a professional sports team that maybe should change? Any that kind of stick to mind? Do you want to go back to the Citronauts? Yeah. <laughs> I think Citronauts would be cool for a few games. Uh, I don't think I want to go back there full time. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm never really – I've never really – uh, had any issue with um, teams' mascots or calling teams by by any sort of mascot? Um, I, I understand why people are sensitive to those, and I respect that. Uh, however, um, there's nothing on the top of my head that I would want to change at this point in time. Can I interject one quick one quick second, Nick, and go back yeah, go to your you talking about franchises and Papa John's? Uh, I am a franchise uh, owner. Um, and one of my biggest fears, a restaurant franchise owner with Little Greek, one of my biggest fears is that, um, you know, somebody in the corporate office, our CEO or founder or some, someone may make a statement someday that could adversely affect uh, my business and businesses and our franchisees here in Central Florida. Um, that's one of my biggest fears in this industry. So it is something um, that that affects a lot of people. Nick, you're exactly right. The local franchisees, the local business owners, um, to have a a national story impact your local business, it can be certainly very troublesome and something that I know all franchise owners are certainly concerned about. So I think you made a really good point there. Yeah, and and something that people don't think about, and I know we didn't plan on talking about this, but before I got into the radio business here, I I worked a local beat selling advertising for another co- what, what used to be a Cox Media company, Valpac, a Papa John's rep up in... Uh, Claremont was actually one of my clients, and I thought about them this morning when this news kind of broke yesterday and into today. And here's the thing. The the Papa John's corporate office, they go and get their money. It's called a franchise fee. They're yeah. going to yeah. get their money. So yeah. you're not you're not hurting. I get you want to try you know to affect the bottom that? line somehow. Go ahead. Your franchise fee includes marketing. Yes. And all of this yeah. marketing money is now going to go back to corporate. How many rebate checks do you think franchise holders None. are going to get? They're not going to get any. And and I just Nothing. I I what I'm not making any excuses for John Schnatter at all. Yeah. I don't want anyone to take it that way. If you're taking that way, um please open your ears and understand. I'm not making excuses for him. What I'm doing is trying to make you understand the repercussions locally to to your neighbor, to your friend, to the guy down the street that there's other ways to try to enact a change. And by the way, there has been a change. The guy stepped down. Yeah. The guy walked away. Uh, hey, Kyle, uh, moving on from our uh, franchise yeah, let's conversation. Let's talk some football yeah, here. I'm we got to talk guys. a little bit of football. I, I, I forgot we weren't on Bloomberg. <laughs> My bad. Let's do. Um, 
we were talking a little bit about Major League Baseball possibly doing something with changing their extra innings. Um, kind of the conversation alluded back to the fact that the NFL is also having to deal with some recent suggested changes to both the defensive process and kickbacks. Um, uh, how hard is it going to be to make these changes in the NFL and college football across the country on any level? How much tradition does it going to have to overcome to make changes? Well, I, I think that's a good question, Jerry. I, you know, you've seen the landscape of the NFL and to some extent college football change over the last couple of seasons with different rules. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the level of violence and the way that players have to hit and have to adjust and how coaches have to adjust, I think they've done a good job of that so far. Do I think that there's anything that's not, um, you know, that, that's insurmountable with rule changes, specifically touchback and kickback and those things? No, I don't think so. I think that these, these people are paid a lot of money to adjust. Um, they do it every week with different opponents, and I think that college football teams and NFL football teams uh, we'll go ahead and do that. At the same time, I think that people are going to look at the um, the way that the game is played to some extent and maybe plan differently, but I think guys will be able to adjust. Do you think changes are going to be allowed to happen with the fan base, though? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, football is a lot about uh, – I hate to say it, it's a lot about alpha male stuff. You know, it's a lot about, er, it's football. Do you think the fan base is going to be upset that it seems like they're softening it up? Like they did with like tackling and all of that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think that fans specifically for, for football right now, love the idea of scoring, love the idea of uh, high intensity. Um, certainly. But I don't know that the fan base. I, you know, I, I'm, I was a, I was a, a collision type of quarterback. I liked collision. I liked contact. But I don't have any problem with the game uh, changes and becoming safer. I think that I have some level of um, personal uh, suffering to some extent because of the hits that I've taken to the head over the years. And I think that player safety is important. I think that the fans are starting to understand that there's always going to be that core group of NFL or football lifers that enjoy the physicality, and, and that is a huge part of the game. At the same time, if they understand that it's helping the longevity of the game, these decisions are made to keep players as healthy as possible and put the best product on the field on Saturdays and Sundays. And I think any fan that uh, has any clue is going to understand that long-term it's probably for the best of the game. And, you know, I think that when you look at youth sports, uh, specifically with football, there's not as many players participating as there were in the past. And um, there's been a little bit of a transition to flag football. I think that, that really uh, making the game as safe as possible on all levels uh, should be the ultimate goal of not only the leagues, not only the NCAA, but also for the fans and for the parents. Talking to Kyle Israel, uh, our football college and NFL analyst right here on Live Local and Loud. Kyle, uh, yesterday we talked to your buddy Allie Peak, and she brought up the fact that, um, you know, with Tim Tebow getting inducted into the Ring of Honor, um, what is it going to take or how long is it going to be for Urban Meyer to get the same honors up there in Gainesville? Yeah, does that ever happen, Kyle? Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe when Urban Meyer is retired, it's very clear that his coaching days are over. 
I think that there may be a chance at that point, but I don't see any time in the near future while Urban is still coaching, while Urban is still a, a national figure and representing Ohio State University specifically, I don't see the Florida fan base uh, wanting to go in that direction. I could be wrong. However, um, knowing how the Florida fan base is uh, and tends to be, I wouldn't expect Urban Meyer to get into that ring of honor, although I do believe that he should be there um, until much later after his coaching career is over. Talking to Kyle Israel, um, the next thing that kind of wanted to go over with you was moving a little bit out of college football. Our next conversation would be um, head injury, and that head injury is yeah. clearly what uh, might have happened with uh, T.O. T.O. said he did not want to participate in the Hall of Fame ceremonies up there in Canton, uh, which are going to occur on August 4th. That's the enshrinement going on up there. Um, the reason why I'm asking you is, is that now – um, I know, obviously, he's going to be speaking at his school in Chattanooga, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. He's clearly pouting because he wasn't a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. But now Canton has almost stooped to his level. Um, does it seem obnoxious? Is it almost more embarrassing that the professional Hall of Fame decided to stoop to his level? Yeah, I, I, I think that, that that it is. I think it is a little bit embarrassing that the, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame has kind of stooped there because it does mean so many things to so many people across this country, even the average fan. And you want uh, an, a, an enshrinement ceremony, you want that level of um, indoctrinization to, to always kind of be above the game and really be the epitome in that level that's just so pristine. Um, and, and when they're, they are getting into this with Terrell Owens on the level that they are, I think that diminishes um, my view of the Hall of Fame to some extent with the, how they're handling this. Now, I think that Terrell Owens should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer myself. However, he wasn't. I still think that Terrell Owens is making a huge mistake by not going there and doing the enshrinement ceremony like everybody else is because that's only a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you've worked so hard and did so much, came out of Tennessee, Chattanooga, wasn't a highly recruited player out of high school. To make it to that level, to that point, um, and to really be a spokesperson for the wide receiver position for uh, the late 90s and early 2000s, I think that, the T.O. should have done that, but I do think that the, the um, Pro Football Hall of Fame should kind of stay above uh, board, and, and it doesn't seem like they're doing that in this situation. He is Kyle Israel, joins us every single week during the football season, and that is right around the corner. Kyle, really do appreciate the time, man. We will catch up with you soon. Thanks, guys. 48 days till college football. I said 54. All right, 48 days, and we continue to count down. We'll uh, catch up with Kyle Israel as uh, as we go on here. 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. Thanks to Kyle Israel for joining us. Uh, don't forget, by the way, Steve-O will join us coming up at 730. So if you have uh, fantasy football questions, you can text your fantasy football yep. questions to 21232. That is 21232. Three, two. We'll catch up with Steve-O, give you a couple other news and notes from around the NFL. That's all coming up live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. 
Hey, welcome back. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Thanks to Kyle Israel for joining us last segment. Steve-O right around the corner. In 10 minutes, he'll answer your fantasy football questions. You can text those in to 21232. That is 21232. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football. You want to get in touch, you can at 844-225-5580. Also on Twitter at ESPN 580 Nick and at the Jerry Daniels. Uh, I want to go to the phone lines here quickly because Steve is in Orlando. Uh, we were talking about the whole Papa John situation and locally what an effect that could have on uh, on some business. Steve, you're up next year on Live Local and Loud. How you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? Doing all right. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are, um, with this whole situation with this, this, this guy at Papa John's, if I were a, um, a franchise owner mm-hmm. and I lost business because of what he said, couldn't the franchise owners sue him, like a class action suit or something like that? Because I'm sure some ethics uh, pop into play here when they bought their franchises. I mean, if they did something, he would probably... <clears throat> sue or, or uh, take their franchises away from them. Why doesn't it work the same way? Uh, that's a really good question, Steve. Uh, Jerry, I'll, Jerry, you've been involved in a lot of businesses uh, in your day. I, I, I want. Do you do you know anything about this? I know we're a sports show, but this actually intrigues me. No, no, no. The situation that some of these franchise owners could be in. Some franchise agreements have protections, insurance okay. policies you can buy that protect you from tarnishes to the brand. Um. They also have sometimes insurance policies to protect you from spokespeople. Um, I hate to go down here, but another sub shop had that sort of same situation. A lot of franchisees were involved with a yep. very popular sub shop, and their spokesperson did some stupid stuff. Um, and so the, sometimes those protections, yeah. no, no other better word. No, you're, no you're right. Say. No, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, so, not, I'm, not, I'm not interjecting whatsoever. So, um, but... So some protections are some they're put in this. I don't know the franchise agreement for Papa John's, mm-hmm. but I do know that sometimes insurance policies um, are out there. Companies like Aflac um, are the, like the fringe insurance companies. They will literally write policies to protect you from the strangest things. But you know that's still going to be an expense that you're not prepared for yeah. and and i don't think By the any way, those, amount of payoff is going to equal the damage long term to the brand i think you're exactly right and that's fine you can you can sue the company that's not going to pay the rent this month you and can you, sue the company it's not it's not going to pay your employees next month so yeah, and you have two choices if you put a class action suit together then some law firm in town is going to take a third of it sure sure and is that also you're making a lawyer money yeah no, you are. Um, I just thought that was an interesting question. We'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to something else here. That's that's. Uh, uh, that, no, but I, you were good at that. I, yeah, I felt. I, just, I feel bad for all of the I, franchises. It, it is. I mean, I just. I've spent it's icky. The whole thing's icky. Yeah, I, I spent just just kind of listen. I mean, like just. I, I spent three, four years in college. Like my my dad my dad owns a Valpac franchise, sure. and my first job uh, when I went to college was actually. Three days, four days a week, I would actually drive back from Tampa all the way up to Claremont and I would sell business to business. And I, by the way, like there are a lot of my old clients because I don't work there anymore that I'm still friends with, that I still hear from, that, uh, and a lot of people will not understand the hustle. And we just had Kyle Israel on the hustle as a new name for Memphis. Yes. Uh, the, the (laughs) hustle that you have to have in order to own a local restaurant, a franchise pizza place, a, any of these places, okay? Uh, the, they don't understand kind of that you live in that place and still your bottom line is affected 
by, frankly, some idiot saying something on a conference call two months ago that you had nothing to do with, and now you are public enemy number one. And for as much, I I feel like it was my responsibility today as someone who knows people like that, who understands what they go through, to come on and say, listen, John Schnatter said something really freaking stupid, but understand that your actions have repercussions that he is not going to feel locally. Your friends are going to feel it. We can move this into sports, and here's how we do it. Okay, yeah. The reason why the NFL does what they do is because they want everybody behind the shield. They don't want one athlete. Yes, really good point. In San Francisco to ruin it for everybody. So the great thing about the NBA is, is that they're taking advantage of the, of social media and these stars are born out of it. But here's the risk with the NBA. Now that you're rooting for these players and these players now become identified as part of the NBA, you're now risking and you're putting a lot of trust into those individuals. Whereas the NFL is trying to mitigate that Mm -hmm. by protecting those players and hiding those players behind the brand. Yeah, I think you look at the NBA, they've been extremely lucky with the players that have taken up that mantle as the faces of the league. And the guys I think about, of course, are LeBron James and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and... uh, Uh, I would say, you know, I mean, even a guy like Carmelo Anthony, heck, you go to Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. What scandals have those guys been involved in? Mike Tyson and Tiger Woods are are probably two incredible examples of this. I mean, we have forgiven Tiger now for those of you who are mad at him. Uh, Mike Tyson seems to kind of go on full circle, but... Mike Tyson was part of boxing when boxing was in its second heyday. And since all of that drama with Mike Tyson, you know, going Luis Suarez, biting ears and all of that, et cetera. Um, I believe Luis Suarez fell. went Mike Tyson. I think that's how yeah, it goes, I, right? I, I guess yeah, I would say Mike he went Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson but did before, not go the other way. Before he was talking to pigeons, everybody kind of waned off on boxing, and boxing never recovered. No, it didn't. And golf golf may not recover back to where it was when Tiger Woods uh, was in his heyday. You're right. Uh, those athletes have the responsibility, just like John Schnatter had the responsibility to Papa Johnson to its franchise owners. It's an, that is an interesting... Uh, we talked a lot about Serena Williams earlier in the week, and obviously she's a great person. I'm not expecting to do anything, but when that whole car incident occurred, occurred with uh, Venus Williams down there in Jupiter. Yeah. A lot of people were concerned it was a it could be a bad incident. Mm-hmm. Turns out the police jumped the gun. They were a little bit over She was not at fault. She at was fault. not at fault, but immediately you don't think the entire tennis industry was concerned? Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you see more than anything is sponsors drop drop athletes in these yeah. kind of situations. They don't want to be associated with them the same way fans don't want to be associated with this pizza brand. And as I said, I get it. You're just not hurting the bottom line of the guy that actually did something here. You're hurting your local friend. That's what you're doing. The local guy that owns the place. And those those businesses, yes, they can sue the franchise, but the franchise is going to get its franchise fees. 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. We got Steve Ho coming up next. Yep. He's our fantasy football that went off expert. The rails. Well, I mean, listen, I just First of all, I mean, it's a slow Friday here. There's not much going on. The story of the day is that there was a six-plus-hour tennis match, all right? But more than anything, I just... The Orlando Magic, they they stopped their partnership with Papa John's. They used to do... They did 50% off. They suspended it. No word on Orlando City yet. Have you heard anything on Orlando City? No. I, I'm surprised. 
I'm 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 very surprised that Orlando City has not said anything um and has not gone the way that the Marlins and the Rays and many other major league baseball teams and the Orlando Magic have uh but I think there are a lot of fans that are celebrating the decision was made while I agree with the decision from the Orlando Magic standpoint there is an unintended consequence and here. once they change the name of the brand yeah, they, they, the relationships might be restored. They may be. They may be, or they'll replace it with another pizza place. You put Peyton Manning back in there. <laughs> That's what Call Scott it said. Peyton Manning's. They call it Peyton's Pizza. That's Peyton's what you Pizza. Uh, Steve-O's coming up next. We'll talk fantasy football with him. You want to get in touch, you can at 844-225-5580. It's live, local, and loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out on a Friday with Jerry Daniels at the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can give them a call at 855-GO-VICTORY or online at VictoryCasinoCruises.com. You can get in touch with Jerry and me at 21232 and also on the phone at 844-225-5580. Our Dubstead Treat Up question of the night, which we've talked about quite a bit tonight, uh, which sports teams need a name change the most? Uh, we've been through some of the the old regular suspects like the Utah Jazz, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Washington Wizards, and the Washington Redskins. Uh, you can text those to 21232 or also at 844 844- Two two five 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 eight zero. Uh, what do you say we get to our fantasy football expert? We'll also take your fantasy football questions on the text and on the phone. Uh, Steve-O joining us now here on Live Local and Loud. Steve-O, man, really appreciate the time. Uh, I wanted to ask you first, uh, DeMarco Murray announced that he was retiring today at the age of 30. Uh, he did that on NFL Live. Your, your reaction to DeMarco Murray retiring, I thought a team would have at least gobbled him up at some point. Yeah, I, I was actually very surprised by this one. And, and I think maybe he just realized that he was going to have to settle for a number two or maybe even in some places a number three type position. And I'll tell you what I think he saw is last year he watched Adrian Peterson go in. Who, yes, Adri- Adrian Peterson is a little bit older, but I think in AP years he's about the same age as DeMarco Murray. Um, and I think he saw him go in there to the Saints and almost immediately just become irrelevant. And I think he said, I would rather retire now, um, coming off a pretty solid career, than go through another year like Adrian Peterson just did, where he got pushed aside almost immediately and was irrelevant the rest of the season. So perhaps that was part of it, but I thought he might latch onto the Colts, the Ravens, at least those two teams, if nowhere else. I, I was surprised. I mean, the Miami Dolphins still kind of need a running back, don't they, Steve-O? I mean, they have 35-year-old Frank Gore, but I, I would have expected them maybe to kick the tires there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there he would have said, okay, they already have an, the, you know, the quote-unquote old guy. They have a rookie they just drafted, <laughs> and they have a guy that was there last year. His, his ability to really jump in there and, and learn the playbook now after all three of those guys have already been there and then try to make a difference in the season, I just I, I think he would have seen the roadblocks there on that one. So there just wasn't a lot of easy, perfect slide-in opportunities anywhere except for maybe the Colts, but even they just drafted two guys and I guess seem like they're probably higher on Marlon Mack if they didn't go out and try to get DeMarco Murray. Yeah, USF Bull. He's gonna go. He's gonna do great there. Um, rumors coming out of Baltimore that RG three may be given a more serious chance uh, at a starting role up there uh, in Baltimore. In Baltimore. Uh, I laugh at this. This is um, this is a joke. And I uh, they just drafted a guy that's RG three 
but younger yeah. without injuries and is more exciting for the fan base. If anything, I think you'll see this time of year, you're going to start hearing all these rave reviews coming out of camps and out of you know, all the you know, OTAs and all that. And my opinion is when you hear a lot of that stuff on guys that makes you raise your eyebrow, they're trying to drum up some sort of trade interest, even if they get a seventh, you know, a sixth round conditional pick or something for this guy. I think they already drafted his replacement, so they don't even need him there anymore. Is he even a clubhouse guy up there? No. Why has he ever so. been a clubhouse think, guy? Well, He's never been a clubhouse guy. Right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he really was that much in the in the Redskins, and I particularly don't think he is at the Ravens right now either. No. Um, our question of the night was names of teams that you'd like to see changed or brought back. I kind of threw out, I hate the Titans, maybe even bring back the Tennessee Oilers, even though there's not a lot of oil up there in Tennessee. Any kind of stick in mind there, Steve-O? Um, did you guys already talk about the Indians, Cleveland Indians? No, we did not. And we just got I a just, text on it, too. Uh, you know, I think, I think you did the Redskins, and in general... Maybe this is just me getting tired of it, but I'm done with the should we get rid of the Native American team names because it offends somebody and doesn't offend other people. I'm kind of done with it. So Redskins, Indians, I'm, I'm ready for those to go away. Um, otherwise, the two teams, I, I went through lists. I was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm sure I'm not thinking of them. The Oakland Athletics, they're athletic, and so we'll give it a plural. Isn't everybody pretty <laughs> athletic in, in professional sports? I think it's like, you know, it's like saying we're the Oakland athletes. Yay. I didn't get it. I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. And then the other one is the Montreal Canadiens. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, duh. I don't really, I don't understand how that's really a, a full-on team. Aren't man. all the players in the NHL Canadians? Yeah. Do you change the name of the Raiders going to Vegas? Um... No, I kind of like it. I mean, basically, that whole city is raiding your wallet, taking your money. Why not let it stay? <laughs> Talking to Steve-O, our fantasy football expert. If you've got a fantasy football question, you could text us. By the way, how, how, how do the Yankees? How do the Yankees keep the name? It's the same. The Yankees is that that was not. They used to be called the Highlanders. No, that's only for the North. You yeah, the Yankees from was, Alabama. It was kind of a yeah. I know they were in the North, but I mean, isn't that what they called people from the North? Kind of making fun of them, Yankees. It, it was an endearing yeah, term. It, was it, it was really more? There's no carpetbaggers. Wasn't there carpetbaggers too? Something like that. Yankees were first referred to people from the state of Connecticut, and then it kind of became a popular term for people from the North. But their original name were the Highlanders, and uh, apparently that didn't stick. Mm. When they left Manhattan, uh, they went over to the Bronx. They were no longer on that polo ground area. Uh, up in lost the high. In oh, I'm sorry. I, I break out history every once in a while, and he immediately loses it. I know. You know? I'm, I'm immediately, my attention span was like, all right, we're good here. Uh, so, are there a lot of bears in Chicago? Uh, you know, I guess the Cubs. Nope, I not wonder, many. Like, was there a big bear thing there? Nope, not many, actually. Not many, but we're going to keep the Cubs okay. where they are. Yeah. See, see, he doesn't want to toy with his. No, don't mess with my teams. See, see it's no. not fair. Not he doesn't play well in the sandbox. Bear. Not even a ferocious, threatening bear, a cub. Uh, we're going to walk into fantasy football questions coming up, but before we do the last question, before we head to break, um, T.O., uh, have you been following any of the saga on this? And uh, our, our real, my frustration at this point is not with T.O., not with him doing his speech over in Chattanooga. I expect him to be an idiot. Two weeks ago when our yeah. question of the night was, who is the dumbest athlete in sports? I really can't believe T.O. wasn't the first name that came to my mind. Um but yeah. is it surprising to you that Canton has decided to stoop to his level? Uh, yeah, I am a little bit surprised. I honestly thought this would be a, 
they just ignore everything he says. They continue on with their plans. They do the ceremony because there's still other guys they can focus on. They don't have to worry about, you know, giving him a lot of publicity. They just have to worry about doing the ceremony, getting his name eventually into the building. And I kind of thought they'd take the high road on this one and just go, okay, great, Theo. Anyway, we're going to focus back on all these other guys that are happy to be here and going to be, you know, present and just focus on them. So, yeah, it is, it is kind of surprising um, that they're even giving him the time of day, to be quite honest. I, I'm blown away by it. Talking to Steve-O, our fantasy football expert. Text us your questions at 21232. You can call us at 844-225-5580. I want to remind you that Victory Casino Cruises is taking groups out on the boat. You can plan your fantasy football party out on the boat now. For more information, visit them at victorycasinocruises.com or call them at 855-GO-VICTORY. Uh, Victory Casino Cruises is real Vegas action with an ocean view. Um do you have your parties lined up there, Steve-O? You know, I, I did not. I don't actually have my uh, any of my true drafts all set up just yet. So um, that's a uh, that's actually a pretty cool idea, especially with the Yingling flowing and uh, you know all the games available. Uh, that's not too shabby an idea. That may uh, that may play into my plans here coming up. Uh, good call. Yeah, we'll have to get you set up out there. Um, I know that we're trying to do a draft party here at ESPN Five Eighty. Let's see if that comes together. I don't know, but yeah. yes, that's me pouting. Yeah. Don't get fired. Hold on. All right, everyone, let's just let's let's all just be a little careful here, okay? All right, let's all just take it a little easy here. Don't worry, the suits, we'll get it done. We'll get it to, we're gonna get it figured out. All right. I'll 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 talk to the We suits. actually have something in the works. I don't know if the contract's gonna get signed, but I at least the suits this will year. handle it. They love us. Then we'll be fine. We'll be good. We got this. <laughs> We got this. I like it. Your fantasy football show. questions, you can send them into two one two three two. Also on the phone at eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. We'll get to those coming up next. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN five eighty. This is ESPN five eighty Orlando's live, local, and loud. Hey, welcome back. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN five eighty. A little bit of NBA news here. Uh, this happened during the show, actually. Jabari Parker, who's a restricted free agent, one of the few free agents left across the NBA. Of course, Isaiah Thomas signed that deal last night. And the Chicago Bulls uh, progressing on a deal. Uh, he could sign an offer sheet with the Chicago Bulls, which means Milwaukee would either have to offer it or lose Jabari Parker. Chicago's doing a lot of interesting things. I like the Bulls. I think the Bulls are going to be an interesting team in about two or three seasons. Uh, Jabari Parker could be a big part of that. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunow. It's Nikki Football. Uh, Steve-O with us. Uh, we'll take your fantasy football questions uh, at 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 212-32. Uh, Steve, I got some fantasy football questions for you, and you didn't get prepped tonight because you're not in studio with us, so I apologize for that. Um, tight ends. Um, apparently, that is the question every year. How much do you value a tight end um, in fantasy football? Uh, we're, I mean, it's yeah. not the first really thing you go after. No, no, it's it's normally not. I mean, this year, last few years, I feel like it's been a pretty deep uh, position to, to, to go with. You know, you could probably have anywhere from 12 to 15 guys that were perfectly acceptable as being your starter. This year feels a little bit different. I think you have the top guys like Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, and Zach Ertz. And then that's a pretty, I mean, Gronk has his own tier every year. That's just how it works. And then you have Kelsey and Ertz in their own tier 
And after that, I feel like it's a, it's a pretty decent drop-off. So if you feel like going early and taking a, an early tight end, um, I would say it's not a bad idea if you're in a smaller league. When you're in an 18, 10-team type of league, everybody's team is going to be really good. So when you can have a, a very high-end tight end, most likely that means everybody you're playing, you're going to have a leg up in that positional battle. And that's kind of a nice thing to have when you're in those smaller leagues. 12 teams and bigger, in that case, it's not as big of a deal. Not everybody's going to have a great team. So you can try to beat people in your other position. So smaller leagues, I may try to take one of these, these higher-end tight ends, maybe a, a Kelsey or an Ertz somewhere in the third, fourth round. Um, if I'm in a bigger league, I'm probably going to wait towards the very end um, or at least later on and try to go with a, a Kyle Rudolph, who's been I've seen in double-digit rounds. Um, or even, you know, Chicago, a lot of people are pretty excited uh, about the tight ends there, you know, um, with Trey Burton coming over from the, from the Eagles. So I'd say you either go high-end or you wait until you're in the double-digit area with guys like Rudolph or Burton um, and guys of that nature. So oddly, that's how I feel this year. The middle, I'm probably not going to touch. Uh, Steve, oddly enough, we're staying with the tight end questions. Uh, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, um, legacy holder, fantasy football, thinking about moving on because he underperformed for him last year, but he's curious with Alex Smith now off, Alex Smith probably responsible for his numbers being hurt. Wait a minute. Should he so hold on to they're Travis? Thinking about, they're thinking about moving on from Travis Kelsey? Yes. Or? Moving on, get rid of him, oh, trade really? him out. Okay. Yes, because he underperformed for him last year. Not the actual Chiefs. Talk about someone who has him on his on his team. No fantasy football. Okay, questions. like I thought you meant Kansas no, City. Was. We're talking I was, fantasy I was like, football what the here. Hell are the, what the hell are the Chiefs doing here? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I, I, you know, I get it. Uh, if you look at Alex Smith and his history with tight ends, he does target the tight ends a lot, and um, I, I think there is certainly a case to be made this year where you have a brand-new quarterback come in who's kind of known as a gunslinger, probably going to try to throw a little bit more downfield. They just added Sammy Watkins in there, who's a pretty darn good receiver uh, that I think will take targets away from Kelsey. So in this situation, it would really depend for me. You know, I'm guessing it's a keeper league of some sort, so he's wondering if he should keep Kelsey or not. If you can get him for, I would say, almost anywhere from a fifth-round pick and down, sure, go ahead and keep him. Um, if you're worried about him and you'd have to spend a second, you know, third-round type of pick, then okay, yeah, absolutely. You could move on and get some great other, other receivers or uh, running backs in that area, and I wouldn't blame you. So it's really a value proposition here. So if you can go, let's say, fifth round or later and keep him, I'd say do it. I think he's still going to be a great tight end. Um, but I would put guys like Gronk and Zach Ertz ahead of him, and that would probably be it. He would be my number three tight end right now. All right, so we have a part three tight end question, which is really strange for tonight. Oh but anyways, um, the Love question it. is with, with Hudson coming in and Jordan Reed now having to deal with the same style of play that Alex Smith uh, did up in Kansas City last year, do you jump Jordan Reed? or is Are we injuries... sure it's going to be the same style of play? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the question. I, it's not my question. I, I, just, I just I was bringing that up. That's I, That was the whole thing. It's like we're just and Jordan kind of, Reed was no, injured just, last year, he wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the health thing is the yeah, big concern no, with Jordan Reed. I, the health is the big concern, and, and I think he got that surgery done on his toe. He's had pretty much all the offseason and then a little bit towards the end of last season to, to have that done and recover for, from it. So I'm thinking with all of that time, I mean, that time you could recover from an ACL, much less the, you know, the toe surgery. So I'm thinking he should come into this healthy, 
And whether you want to look at it and say, okay, well, without Alex Smith, how did the Redskins use a tight end? They did all the time. I mean, when Jordan Reed was on the field, he was a top, you know, five tight end. And then you go, okay, well, they just added Alex Smith, who just came from the Chiefs, where he relentlessly targeted tight ends, and he's done that his whole career, really. So I think you're looking at it, and it's a double positive here, where you're saying the Redskins already used a lot of tight ends, you know, receptions. Alex Smith likes to throw to the tight ends. If Jordan Reed can stay healthy, right now he's going in the, the later part of the kind of first half of draft, so seventh, eighth, ninth round sometimes. I say if you can get him in that area, it's a great idea. And then later in the draft, pick up somebody like an O.J. Howard or, you know, um, maybe even who's the guy out of Pittsburgh that just came in there, um, Vance McDonald. Guys like that that I think are still going to have a good opportunity for success to back up Jordan Reed or – you just go get whoever the backup is there for the Redskins, and, and that way you're covered either way. I think they're going to use the tight end, and it's going to be a profitable position. So grab Jordan Reed in that 8, 9, 10 round range if you can. I think it could pay off. Steve, our fantasy football expert, joining us here on Live Local and Loud. You can text your questions at a 21232. That is 21. 21- Two, three, two. Steve-O, uh, Texture wants to know about Kirk Cousins. We go from the Washington Redskins to their former quarterback. Kirk Cousins now up there in Minnesota. Uh, he has quite a few skill positions uh, to work with, I would say, including Dalvin oh. Cook back this year healthy. Uh, this Texture wants to know where you would take Kirk Cousins in terms of quarterbacks. Is he one of the top ten guys you would take? Where would you put Kirk Cousins this year? Uh, yeah, I think I, would. I think I would put him in the top ten. I mean, if you look at his success the last several years, even though it doesn't feel like he's a top 10 fantasy type of quarterback when you're watching him and how the Redskins have been playing, he typically is. He puts up a lot of yards, and I don't think that's going to regress at all going to the Vikings. I think his O-line is still good, tons of weapons. I mean, his receiver core, tight end, running back, can all catch passes. So in my opinion, he's absolutely a, a top 10 type of fantasy quarterback. And right now, going kind of in the early seventh round, to be honest, that doesn't do it for me. I think that's a little too early. I mean, you could wait until now ninth, 10th round, 11th round, get a guy like Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger. I'd rather wait three, four more rounds and get one of those two guys than take Kirk Cousins where he's going now. Um, if you're in your draft and he does fall closer to the double-digit rounds, I think go ahead, pull that trigger. But if you can wait and get guys like Ryan Stafford, Rivers, Roethlisberger in double digits, I don't think he's going to be that far above them to make that type of draft value work out for you. So you just got to keep an eye on things while you're drafting, see how far things are falling, watch for those quarterback runs. And if you can hold off and wait, do it. If someone pulls the trigger, though, early, hey, no big deal. You're going to have plenty of other great names to take later on, and you can laugh at them because you just took, um, let me see, right now, I'm going to pull up Cousins here. I'm looking at it. You can get a guy like Terrion Johnson, Corey Davis, um, Delaney Walker is a tight end, Michael Crabtree, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, guys like that, instead of Cousins, those can be guys that win you weeks plenty of times over compared to what you could get for running backs and receivers in the double-digit round. So wait it out, see where Cousins falls. Don't take him too early, though. Steve-O, uh, fantasy football question on the Chargers. Tyrell Williams did really well for this guy, but he's wondering with Keenan Allen and Travis Benjamin coming back, should he dump Williams now? Wow. Uh, this question should have been asked probably the beginning of last season, to be quite honest. Uh, Tyrell Williams really didn't do a whole lot last year. 
Um, and the big issue here is a lot of people forget they drafted Mike Williams, the big receiver out of Clemson. And last year, Mike Williams had some injury concerns, really didn't get to get on the field too much. But now he's been healthy. He's gone through OTAs. He's going to go through training camp. So I'm dropping Tyrell Williams way down. I think it's really going to be a, a matter of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams coming in there, and then we'll see if they, re they re-sign Antonio Gates or not. I'm expecting him to. But, yeah, Tyrell Williams, you can dump him, get rid of him. I'm, I'm not going to worry about him. I think he'll probably go undrafted in a lot of leagues because of Mike Williams, and that's fine with me. He is our fantasy football expert, Steve-O. You can catch him with us every single week when the football season starts as we get you ready for your fantasy football year. Uh, Steve-O, really do appreciate the time, and we will talk to you next week, and uh, enjoy your weekend, buddy. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a good one. Always good to catch up with Steve-O. You can text those questions throughout the week to 21232, or you can tweet them to us at ESPN 580 Nick, at the Jerry Daniels, or to Steve-O himself at ESPN Steve-O. That's going to do it for us tonight here on the show. Make sure you go out, enjoy your weekend this week. I'm going to play some golf. I'll tell you about it when we get back. And actually, Monday, That's Jerry will join course. me. Jerry will join me on a special edition of Monday Night with Nick and Company. You did not know this. No, I didn't. You're going to join me on a special edition <laughs> of Monday Night with Nick and Company. I hope I'm available. Leading us into the Home Run Derby. So Jerry will oh, join bye, me on bye, Monday. Bye, 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 bye. Chris Crawford is out. If you're going to do that during the show, you're actually not going to join me on a special edition of Monday Night with Nick and Company. We'll have him stop doing that. We'll be back on Monday. It'll be like we never left here on ESPN 580 Orlando. And coming up next, we got a Friday edition of the Kevin Sutton Show for you here on ESPN 580.